Welcome to the third episode of the Soup Boys podcast. In this episode, we have Mr. Ice Bite. Yes, that is a fake name. He's from San Francisco. He's a data scientist over there. He's worked in machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, today, we're going to be touching upon random stuff as usual, starting with the dreams, the ch- secret Chinese vaccination, as well as the education system, and finally touching upon the growth mindset. So there's a lot to tackle. Let's jump right into it. Yeah. So what's up, man? How's it going? How's the SF life? How the chicks? Um. Well, they're virtually very existent. Physically, very non-existent. <laughs> I mean, the lockdown does not help, man. True. True. Yeah, yeah, did I tell you about my dream? Um, nah, dude. Go for it. Cool, cool. So, like, yesterday I had a dream that I was in a Chinese hospital and I had, um, I had coronavirus and there was some other patient next to me and he was getting this secret treatment, the secret medicine that they weren't giving me and he got well, like, super quickly. And then I was like, man, why aren't they giving me this medicine? And so I saw this medicine lying around. And when they weren't there, I just took it. So I, I self-administered this medicine. And I got well in like a few minutes. And I was like, damn, dude, this is a this is some really good shit. Maybe we can <laughs> save the world with this medicine. So I stole that medicine and then I ran away from the hospital. And then the <laughs> the staff started chasing me. And then I woke up. The end. Damn, dude. What the hell yep. have you been smoking nowadays? Or or, or were smoking? <laughs> no, man. I, I don't smoke. So, but I think this, like, my dreams are getting more intense. And, and I normally never used to remember my dreams. But, like, yeah, now I can remember my dreams pretty clearly. Nice, man. Have you heard about uh, lucid, lucid dreaming? Lucid dreaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So normally I wake up after my dream, like after an intense dream like this. So I woke up at like 2.30. And then when you go back to sleep, you get another dream. Uh, so so apparently that's a way of inducing that lucid dream experience is, is kind of sleep deprivation. Once you're in that state of just falling asleep, but not really. So that's kind of that threshold. Apparently. You have also observed that um, like after 6 a.m., around 6 to 7, bro, I get the wildest dreams always. Have you have you had that too? Like uh, like around 5 to 6 and then 7, like around this time period. No, I haven't I haven't noticed. Could be because maybe I don't know. I usually wake up um, around around five or or a bit earlier to take a piss, and then I come back, and I also get into a similar state where you know I'm almost asleep, but I try to force myself not to sleep for a bit, and then I you know doze off, and then I start getting really, really intense dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Like dreams where I'm like paralyzed. <laughs> 
oh shit yeah that that should happen sleep paralysis sleep uh, paralysis um i don't know do you, do you think you're sleep deprived regularly or something i used to have really bad sleep paralysis before as a child but now um okay. i only have it sometimes and whenever i have it i feel like i'm more conscious about it like i'm more controlled mm-hmm. Yeah dude that shit's scary actually when it happens. Yeah, I don't know. Like so I I mm-hmm. the last one I remember having was when I was in uh, after a heavy night of drinking I basically slept at like I don't know like 3 a.m. or something it's pretty late or 4 a.m. or whatever. And so I had like 3 hours of sleep. Uh, I had to wake up and attend class and shit. So that time was when i had my sleep paralysis so i was super dehydrated from all the alcohol and i couldn't i just couldn't fucking wake up so i was awake but my body was like it was like a lag between my mental state <laughs> oh, and my physical that's the worst and it was so fucked up it felt like some fucking demon was pushing me down or some shit and not letting me regain control of my body <laughs> yeah it's even worse when you have a blanket on your on top of you do you feel like you're suffocating yeah dude but but like once you accept it you're like oh fuck fuck this i'm just i'm just paralyzed just give it a few minutes then it's true <laughs> but yeah like getting to that state of acceptance is tough yeah it's it's like you you're fighting your subconscious mind at that point you're fighting your survival instincts yeah true true it's hard for most people to fight that consciously like fighting survival instincts for example people get addicted yeah. to food that's pretty much a survival instinct imagine yeah, controlling your survival instinct during sleep that's some next level stuff yeah yeah that's true it's like some inception type stuff yeah inception yeah dreams after dreams so wait you said you had people as this as a kid yeah So was that cuz you were like you didn't you had sleeping problems or something? Um I don't know could be could be stress could be could be anything I'm I'm honestly not sure um like in terms of duration um like how many hours um no I I'd say I slept well most of the times but um okay. but I mean some days were like off but mostly yeah our sleep was pretty good I also yeah. remember um like we had the feeling of falling down in like a a dark dungeon or oh, falling yeah. in space oh, for sure. Yeah, I've had that. Those are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just like suddenly wake up, right? Yeah. And, and you start like shaking and trembling after that. You're like, "Whoa, what the fuck happened?" Chuti I don't know but lately I I don't know I haven't had any of these things happen anymore. So this was probably when I used to have this when I used to drink and you know my sleeping habits. I wouldn't say like I used to generally try and get like 7 hours at least but of course there would be those odd days where I drank a lot stayed, stayed up all night or something and got like 3 or 4 hours of sleep. Um but I, so I don't know exactly when this should happen but overall during that phase in my life that's when it used to happen. like the sleep paralysis the, the fucking falling from the sky dream thing but now it doesn't happen at all like nothing's happening i just get extremely vivid dreams yeah it's weird 
now you get chinese people chasing you so that's that's pretty <laughs> yeah that's, that's pretty, pretty funny dude it was fucking intense it was like a movie or some shit and then i was disappointed when i woke up at 2:30 cuz like um i was like fuck <laughs> i didn't even get to save the world or some shit so normally like when the dream is so good i try and force myself to go back to sleep and like uh get back to that point where i left off but fucking doesn't never works never works mm. hello 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 and he's back you hope can you hear me So yeah, what what were we saying? Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly don't remember. We, oh, we're yeah. talking about sleep paralysis and falling, falling down and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying like, um, I was saying like, so normally when I wake up from my intense dreams, I try and go back to sleep to to get back to the point where I left off in that dream, but fucking never works out. How conscious do you think you are in during your sleep? like let like let's try to quantify that um on a scale of 1 to 10 let's say you're conscious let's say um during the day you're conscious um on like on a scale of 1 to 10 and the number is 7 let's say what would you say is your conscious level during sleep for both cases when you're awake and when you're asleep i don't know if i'm conscious in my dreams but all i can say is I feel like when I'm in the dream it feels so fucking real like I I probably don't know what rea- reality is like that is my reality the dream is my reality during the time of the dream mm-hmm. so so when I wake up I'm suddenly like like there's a brief split second where I just realize that oh shit that was a dream right so if I didn't realize it I probably be in that dimension or whatever the fuck that was a dream so I don't know if you call like conscious or like is totally lost in the dream i don't know what the fuck to say but okay let me let me change yeah. the question then how aware do you think you are of the fact that you are in a dream while i'm in the Why? dream i'm not aware at all i think really that's interesting mm-hmm. cuz i feel like i am living the dream when i'm in the dream yeah. that's why I, like i try and get back into sleep once i wake up to kind of go back into that world cuz like like i was saying right so i stole that medicine and then they were chasing me and then i woke up so i wanted to like see what happens after that kind of like a movie um cuz yeah. i don't know for, for so i don't know if that was conscious or like yeah i i feel like the word conscious and awareness they're like pretty much misconstrued at this point so i'm just going to use awareness for now awareness is you know that you're in a dream so um and i guess consciousness if you want to to extend the definition you could say that you you are aware and you can act in the dream as well so you are an active participant um like if i had to stay from my end um i would say i'm very aware of my dreams and i have a sense of you know i'm in a dream but um honestly i don't think i have much control in what's happening things just happen unconsciously so i'm just like a passive okay. you know passive actor just experiencing the dream experiencing the different emotions and and all that so 
I would like to be an active participant, you know, you know, and that just goes to like, goes back to lucid dreaming, actually controlling your dreams. It seems very cool to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm an active participant or not, but I become aware that I'm in a dream after I wake up is what I realized. Mm. Otherwise, or or maybe, I don't know, it's tough because like during the dream, uh, it's indistinguishable from reality for me. And um, how visual are, are your dreams, would you say? Well, lately it's been kind of visual. So, I mean, I don't have dreams regularly, but when I do, it's pretty vivid, right? I mean, the fact that I can tell you exactly what happened seems like it's pretty vivid and detailed because I normally couldn't do that. Mm, interesting. Dude, I also have this... I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I also have this question. So you know how people can visualize and imagine stuff? <laughs> like, I mean, like yeah. in most normal human beings. But um, to what extent can they do that? Like, if I'm imagining something, um, to what detail can I see it? Um, so let me just ask you, like, True. compared to reality, let's say you're imagining something. In terms of graphics, mm-hmm. how close... Um, is your imagination with respect to reality? Are you still talking about the dream? No, no. This, this is just general visualization slash imagination. Okay. Um, I'd say like uh, probably sixty percent, seventy percent. Hmm. Interesting. So you'd say you have a pretty good yeah. sense of you know. Um, what you're looking at, what you're trying to picture in your mind. True. But um, when it comes to books, then again, it loses. Like, I know people who can, um, I mean, I don't know many people like this, but I know someone who can um, visualize book pages pretty easily. I can't do that that well. I can, if it's a proper image, I can visualize it better. For me mm. interesting so you think through pictures yeah. instead of words so exactly like when i read when i'm reading the image is created in my head and that's so when i remember the book i'm actually remembering the image that was created from reading not the actual pages okay that's interesting and uh, dude, I've also heard that you, you can actually train that. You can make your visualizations more and more better. It's just like a skill. True, true. Yeah. What about you? Like when you read, do you create mental images or something? Or Bro, I, have, I have ADHD, do you, so do you kind of just... it's hard for me to read. <laughs> um, oh, it's okay. But if I, if I get much. the chance to read, um, it's like a mixture, honestly. No, but you read like medium articles and shit, right? That still counts. Yeah, but that's that's still like concepts and ideas that happen in my mind. I I don't picture much. Honestly, for me, it's a combination of of a bunch of things, like concepts, words, even pictures. But I'd say I, I lean more towards pictures, honestly, because um, 
I'd say it's easier to map pictures to ideas than just like ideas to plain bland words, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So basically, you're also kind of a visual person. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, so whenever you're reading, let's say you sent me that data science article, right? So when you're reading about um, like lemmatization and all that shit, do you visualize the code or something? Do I visualize the code? Um, no, actually, I don't. At, yeah. that, at that point, it's just like concepts, like abstract concepts that happen in my mind, like pure logic. Okay. Uh, I honestly don't see any pictures at that point. I, w- I wish I did. Because I feel okay, like, okay. you know, having that ability to visualize like abstract concepts, that's like a pretty good skill to have in my opinion. True, true. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't remember I most like learning how to learn. And they talk about these things, yeah. like how the mind organizes uh, your memory and how do you access it um, long-term versus short-term. Stuff mm. like that. Oh, yeah. There are some certain memory techniques. So like, um, I read this thing in a, some memory book. Like, I didn't read that whole book, but I just remember seeing a page. So apparently, like, um, you know, those, those people who win the Guinness World Record for the best memory or something. So they use these techniques to memorize like a whole deck of cards, mm-hmm. for example. Oh, I mean, probably not a deck of cards, but, but like, a whole sequence of that deck so you can randomly shuffle it and then lay it down one by one and so he'll remember the exact sequence in probably like a minute or something so the way they do that is they create mental models in the head so for example um so first they visualize like a house okay and they visualize in detail the house like exactly what are the rooms in the house where the kitchen is where the sofa is you know where the the living room is so once they have a clear picture of that house, then they start to put the cards in that order into different parts of their house. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they start visualizing themselves walking through the front door of the house and then seeing the living room. And then there's the first card. Then on the stairs, there's a second card. Then in the, in the first bedroom, there's a third card, something like so on and so forth. And so the way they remember is by just literally going from the beginning, opening the door and then seeing like, and then going to that same, uh, what do you call, the same path they took. Maybe the first path was going to the living room, then to the kitchen, then to the first bedroom, second bedroom, so on and so forth. So that's how they're able to remember it. And so actually I've tried this technique. It actually becomes easier once you start doing something like this. Oh, damn. That's, that's interesting. Um... Yeah, yeah. But then I just got bored. I don't want to practice like memory like that. Yeah, I mean, dude, you were right. Like, what's the utility of all these, like, these methods of learning and stuff like that? Because after one point, like, why why the hell would you want to memorize a lot of things? I'd say, like, pure intelligence, pure intuitive, spontaneous intelligence is, um, I'd say, more valuable than just memorizing stuff. Because you can always, like, Google. You need to know why you're doing something. So I don't want to just, for example, improve my memory for the sake of improving it and then checking it out so I can show off to people or some shit. That's not the point. And I think that's the problem with the um, education system, right? I think we were talking before about 
um how like i went into law school and it was like a business and law degree but it wasn't really interesting because i wasn't learning shit with a with a purpose behind it it was just like learning for the purpose of getting good grades and that wasn't a good enough reason for me so yeah it was boring yeah but but before getting into admission to the university did you like research on why do i want to do law before going there Or to be honest not no? really not really so i was more i didn't really so i was more checking off things that i didn't want to do so i was like not nah, i don't want to do medicine i don't want to do so i actually got into chemistry with a management uh a, a science degree in 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 the uk in imperial college so then like mm-hmm. that was so i was kind of interested in chemistry at that point but not to the extent where i wanted to just focus on chemistry so like i wanted to learn a lot lot of more things and i wanted to do something like entrepreneurship business or something like that um so that's kind of why i did it because i thought okay it's a solid degree business and law and law wasn't too like it wasn't uh, boring for me at that point because i i mean i to be honest i read like this john grisham book um and i got interested mm-hmm. in it probably a sad way of getting into law but you know i think it's still better than suits <laughs> like what <laughs> what suits than study law so yeah. yeah no i totally agree on that um it's like at that age what are you like 18 at that point yeah um, you you have like interests and they're they're very vague interests and you're basing your um your decision on what college to choose and which program to choose based on this those very you know basic interests yeah you know yeah. without having a larger picture of okay you know what the fuck is happening in the world what can i do what are my actual interests what do i actually want to do what am i true. as a person true true um and as you said do like the indian education system does not value any of those key skills But, the thing um, is, we're you, not given the you know, opportunity to explore our interests, because you're only going to find the answer out by exploring, right? How you, like, and that's what I did during my degree. Probably in my third year was was when I started asking myself and introspecting. You know, what do I like doing? What do I find interesting? Um, it was kind of a low phase in the sense that I was like, shit, I don't even like law now, and it's kind of too late to decide not to. I mean, that's what I was thinking at that point. But then I was like. Too, that's good that I did that at least then. There's a lot of people who still don't even do that introspection well into their thirties and forties. By the time they have kids and shit, so I was kind of thankful that happened. But still, yeah, still yeah. on the path. Not like I've figured out 100% everything, but going pretty well, I would say so far. Yeah, um, but uh, drawing parallels with um how it's how it's done in Europe. like i know people in germany they usually take a year off before or after university just to you know explore the world do volunteering travel like um learn a new skill yeah, um, yeah. go to a different country stuff like that you know it it opens a different perspective to sure. to the world and that's and from personal experience i can say like that that's what people should be doing if they have the if they have the resources to do it that's i was just going to come to that but uh yeah mm-hmm. continue though i'll come and touch upon that after that after you finish yeah just just um the starting to that um 
it's like at least from my batch i the common pattern i see is you know you get your degree and you just start working that's pretty much it yeah. um like even to me even when i talk to people right now they're they're still in that technical mindset oh you know um let's solve this with ai let's let's do this with ai um or you know this cool math problem i'm not saying those are bad things but i'm just saying like um like this try to i don't know widen your view of the world like see how you can use these you know very powerful solutions that we have access to namely ai and technology yep. to solve you know problems that actually matter to the world instead of like fucking developing a you know trash trash app on how to i don't know trade stocks and use ai to do that like who the fuck cares <laughs> true true so more impactful problem statements basically yeah yeah exactly it's like once you once you change your mindset on fixing like these problems like i'm telling you 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 start flying your mind mind starts flying with ideas true true because if you start about tackling if you think start thinking about tackling problems that have already been solved let's say you know um Let's take let's take the example of stock trading. People have already done that, you know. They've developed sophisticated algorithms using AI and all that. You know, if if you use your precious brain on that, you're probably gonna get incremental changes. But if you start working on something, I don't know, very valuable to the world, let's say on towards education or finance, you're gonna find solutions and and like you you would be surprised to see that no one has implemented any of those. Mhm. That's interesting. At least that's been my experience. Like once I change my view and start looking at start looking like the at problems that need to be solved, need to be solved. like solutions just come up automatically. True, true. That's uh, that's the right way I think as well. I agree. You know, after after 12th grade, people should just have you know, should travel around the world and get a new perspective. um and they do that in europe right a lot especially i've seen in germany like a lot of german students after high school they just like to travel like australia or india or whatever they just want to go somewhere but i would say they're uh, more privileged than the average indian because the average indian see the reason there's a reason why most indians are um, choosing those jobs i mean granted it's typical human nature for the like the average human just wants to take the safe path right so that's fair enough i mean there's nothing that wrong with it in that sense but um yeah i would say combine that with the the situation that an average indian student face faces which is most of them are not very well off so they need to make money immediately right so that's what they're going to chase immediately they need job security they need money first and then they can start exploring themselves and then you know get creative or whatever so they need to do this first make you know earn bread for their family and themselves before taking on a more global uh, world view i i i agree I, and i have to say like i'm i'm very grateful in that sense, in that sense to be able to do that um but i'd say it's not easy man it's like even for me i had to struggle to get find this job yeah definitely um, i mean Dude, it's like you would have to struggle anyways if you're gonna take a risk. True, true. I mean, let's see. Um, so I, I mean, I agree with your point that you know, it's it's good to make money initially. I mean, 
I would say I would want to do I want to do that as well. Um, but it's like it depends on how safe you play it. Like for how long do you do you do that? Yeah, that's true. Do you, you do can, that you till you're forty? Do you do that till you're thirty? No, I would say just once everything is taken care of. Once you're no longer struggling to, um, to live comfortably, right? That's the point. And comfortably could be subjective. So I'll say it should be at least. I think I think uh, most twenty-year-olds should live to the point where they they can easily pay their rent. They can pay their uh, bills. They can pay for their maybe send money home as well, and then pay for their own food and take care of themselves comfortably. Not excessively, just you know, meeting basic uh, livelihood is is not a problem. So once they're beyond that, I think that's when the comfort zone starts to kick in, and then they start become becoming used to it, and and then soon they, they just forget about challenging themselves. So yeah, I think that's the threshold. Well, you know, my experience with people I've met in their thirties, at least in the Bay Area, most of them are not challenging themselves. Nine, at least, I'd say I'd say good eighty percent are not challenging themselves in any way at all, and they're and they're the ones who actually suffer the most, is what I've seen. Okay, how do they suffer? Because it's like you're not adapting to. You have this mindset that this fixed mindset that you know this is what I'm gonna do every day. I'm gonna yeah. survive every day. Uh, I'm gonna get the least amount of work done, no matter what. And I now seen that from personal experience in my company. um like seniors and even like some juniors it's like once you yeah. get that mindset your objective is just to you know stay on that mindset and it just goes back to how your mind is wired it loves security it loves stability yeah you need to fight so that. let's and and life but life is not stable so once you get a new challenge a difficult challenge you're you're fucked at that point you're yeah, going to have a true. hard time So you know, then people start going into you know different kind of crutches like alcohol, marijuana, stuff like that, and you know how the whole story goes. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. So I think fundamentally, it's about adopting a growth mindset over a over a fixed mindset. I think it's yeah, it's fair. I don't know. I mean, do you think it's kind of um based on your personality as well? in some sense because for me i think like so 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 for all of my decisions i've been at least what i felt was right for me at that point in life so like for example choosing law or or doing what i'm doing now which is like coding and doing random tech stuff everything i've all the decisions i've made has been just thinking from my perspective is do i think this is the best thing for me to do uh, and so i think that growth mindset was kind of a natural extension of of what i wanted to do like kind of realizing mm-hmm. my myself right not going against my own wishes so for me it wasn't like a conscious choice to say oh i'm going to start being a growth mindset kind of person where i'll start to learn new things and you know because that's the way it's supposed to be done that's what a good evolving human being should do but it was more just a natural um, thing a natural progression if that makes sense no that makes total sense um and i'd say you're a pretty intro introspective person um so so you know like you know what's happening inside of you 
So, you know, if there's something that's bothering you, let's say you're not happy with your career or what you're doing right now, you reflect upon it and you take action. What I've noticed is most people, you know, they, um, that they submerge that instinct of, you know, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then they just, you know, start drinking alcohol or something to wane off the pain. And that cycle mm-hmm. continues. At least that's what I've noticed. Or, or you know, after one point, life takes a toll and you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna, you know, keep going um, and just live how it is right now. I mean, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm like fucking 24. Like, I've, I have no right to say any of this, but at least that's my observation of what I've seen no, so far. True, it's not like I have everything figured out and I'm a millionaire or some exactly, shit. Exactly, yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, I just know for me... Um, people suppressing that part of like that's just i cannot i cannot see myself suppressing that like you know what i mean like for me it's just it was mm. so natural to just listen to myself it wasn't even like a, i didn't question it i was like in fact it was opposite for me it was kind of difficult to suppress it because you know taking that placement job or that i knew for a fact that i didn't like so i wasn't i just like why the fuck do i want like, i don't want to do that to myself i think I've, i think the fundamental thing is maybe i gave myself more importance than anything else i'm not sure i don't know um i'd say it's just about being honest to yourself honest to yourself yeah that's that's true as well yeah i mean are you are you living on other people's wishes or are you listening to yourself yeah i guess in in some sense it is again comes down to a bit of privilege as well because yeah like we're not struggling uh, as a family for money or something like that so I'd, i'm not i don't have that um, extra pressure for make, like financial pressure at least to to make money for my family or something that many students in india do have so that's definitely very fortunate for that so but i do have of course the pressure of um, being successful quote unquote or um, you know and in time right because obviously there's that uh, age pressure because you, you can't do this forever like i mean at least that's what um, in indian society you have more pressure on you to kind of settle down before your 30 and stuff like that true true um yeah i mean you definitely have constraints that we need to work with but i'd say this um this pressure i, I would I, i would like to change that into you know motivation or i'd say it's like a driving force for you because like once you realize that oh fuck what am i doing you start to change your behavior automatically and start to you know work yeah. on yourself true true for me like it's a race so, against time in a sense like sometimes i forget it but then sometimes it yeah like it i it's, i can see it in one light which is or should why does society have to think this way or i can take control of it and be like okay wait this is good it's going to push me to uh be more intense in my life take action right now and basically it's giving me a deadline to accomplish what i want to accomplish which is good again so and it's not doesn't seem like an unreasonable deadline i mean 30 is okay still it's like 5 years 5 years is solid um i mean i think if i haven't achieved shit in 5 years then something's wrong with me mm. I, i'd say like um Like you said you said it perfectly like it's a, a race against time 
like and um like we don't know if we're gonna live for how long right of course we can plan for the you know let's say for the next two years or five or ten years but you never know how long you're gonna live like especially nowadays when you have this freaking coronavirus thing going on um <laughs> it's very yeah. important to you know keep reminding yourself you know you yeah, might yeah. you might die you might die so what do you want to do yeah, and then python, getting the yeah, yeah. python stuff <laughs> what you said <laughs> hopefully all right man so you, wait care. yeah yeah take it up take it this out peace out see you um so there's this um philosophy that my manager told me once the regret minimization framework i don't know if i've yeah, yeah. shared this with you before. i follow that as well although i didn't know the the technical term for it but that's basically what i do yeah i feel like it's just like the same instinctual concept instinctual you know concept. um fighting against time uh, regret minimization because it's like yeah. um cuz if you if you look at a old person dying like if you ever witness someone their the last moment is that they have is that they shouldn't have no regrets living dying with regrets is like the worst thing ever if you just yeah. try to imagine that given everything else like i mean it's fine if you didn't make enough money or stuff like that but if you have a regret of that then you're fucked so it's yeah. best to like yeah. have no regrets until regrets yeah it's um it's a good um framework that's there to follow yeah 100% i i used to do that um at least so that's how i make my decisions now is like if i if i'm confused whether to jump into something or not i just ask myself okay would i regret this on my deathbed and if the answer is yes then fucking do it that's simple as that that's it for the third episode guys we hope you enjoyed it um, there were quite a few takeaways from this episode like adopting a growth mindset so we hope you can take that away from this and of course we're going to remind you to stay safe stay healthy stay fit and Uh, let's st- use this time wisely so that we can evolve as human beings and just become stronger versions of ourselves so with that we'll end this episode and see you on the next one